Welcome to another episode of the Love Not Fear podcast. Today, we are talking about wanting versus choosing. What does this bring up in your mind, Edward? Wanting without choosing is both frustrating, demotivating, time-consuming, and, and putting me off. <laughs> if I don't move from wanting to choosing, then I'm not accountable. I don't really embrace it. I don't put in the effort. There's a definite power in also expressing your next steps and your desires to other people. We spoke about that in the last podcast. But the choosing is definitely one step further from wanting. What is, what is wanting? I think we could even go more steps to the left and to the right. For example, it would be trying versus doing. Right, because yep. like I guess you know, even more removed from wanting is like to trying to do something in the most inefficient way, not to do something. Either you do it or you don't. You know, as Yoda said, "Do or do not." There is no try. I try to go to the gym today. Yes. So am I going then that day? Mm, yes. Probably not. Also, I, I want to go to the gym today. Is is different than I know I'm going to go to the gym today. Yeah. Right? There's like no question in your mind that you're doing this. I think this is so, like the, the, the next level. Words can even trick yourself. <laughs> By using the right words, something in yourself triggers. I've, I've found this to the most extreme uh, to a friend of mine. When I got to know him, I didn't know his quirkiness, but he uh, used to talk about his plans in the past tense. I have written a book. Oh, cool. What is it about? Well, he talked about it. And then later on, I found out that he has not one word on paper yet but it is already shaped he already found the, the cover he knows what illustrator he wanted so in his mind 80% of the work was done mm -hmm. I, I heard you talk about affirmations David yes explain it to me once more so affirmations a lot of people know affirmations and then you know kind of like to tell yourself things you know I'm rich I'm I'm beautiful I'm whatever and they work for a lot of people, but they do not work if you do not believe in it. Because you want to get this into your subconscious mind. If you Once you get these things into your subconscious mind, as your friend said with this book that he has already written, then it becomes much easier because a lot of the things that we do is, is programmed by our subconscious mind. And then our formation is a statement that you make that is, for example, why is it so easy for me? And you ask yourself a question. Why is it so easy for me to become a billionaire or to be a billionaire because if you ask yourself the question like this then you subconsciously already make the statement that this is the truth and once you ask yourself this question you, you come up with lots of ideas why this is the case why is it so easy for us to impact a billion people with the love and fear movement right then we think okay we're on the path of doing this and we get lots of ideas why this is true and it's it's really powerful if you can program yourself and in, in your subconscious mind and words as you said are really powerful to program you know in terms of programming yourself and this uh, brings the topic of nlp to mind the neuro-linguistic programming yeah we program ourselves with our words for example if i say like oh i have to oh, i'm trying this all comes from a place of of fear and lack versus i know i'm going to or i want to you know so it, i guess have to must bad want to better I know I'm going to is, is the best state of 
words to use from an NLP standpoint. I'm really anal about this. I, I push everybody not to use the word try because, you know, it's, it's just try to pick your mom up from the airport. doesn't work. You know, like if I'm coming to the Netherlands and, and you know, I call you, say, like, hey, man, I'm, I'm coming to Amsterdam. And you say, yeah, I'll try to pick you up. So then I immediately say, like, dude, I, I get an Uber. Don't, don't, don't even bother, you know. Like it's, Correct. So when you spoke about you know, try to reach a million, not try, but reaching a billion people with this love, not fear message, mm-hmm. of course, it's very good to make large examples, to really think big. But what do you do with the little voice that says, um, I doubt this, this limiting beliefs versus creating this big image where it is compelling that you can wrap your, uh, wrap your arms around? How do you balance those those feet those those two thoughts? Well, one thing is with the affirmations. You know, I ask myself, why is it so easy for us to reach a billion people? Right, yeah. and then it kind of comes to mind like, oh, because we have an amazing network. We have a lot of people that that are believing in this. It's a universal truth. You know, yeah. people really need it. it. It's needed in the world. And you know, the more you think about this, the more ideas you get. Why we will reach? What, what do you do with those steps? Do you do you speak to other people about them? Do you write them down? Do you meditate on them? Well, with the affirmations, I ask myself this question every morning and every evening. And then it solidifies in my subconscious mind. And then it, it gives me the energy and the ideas to pursue this task. And by doing that, is it is it shutting down other noise in your head? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it kind of removes the self-limiting belief. You know, for example, with Managing Happiness, the course that you, you also took, I had the self-limiting belief somehow thinking that this is not providing enough value to people, people don't like it, etc. Even though something in my subconscious, you know, my logical mind, I know so many people took the course, so many people gave me amazing feedback and so many people have changed their life because of it. But somehow I wasn't able to change my subconscious mind about this. And every time when I was waiting for another Managing Happiness cohort call, I always thought like, oh, nobody's going to show up. Like every time. <laughs> it's stupid, but every, everybody always show, showed up. Yeah. <laughs> but once I did this affirmation, why do people love this course so much? Why do they get so much value out of it? Then I could subconsciously answer all these things. And now it's not uncomfortable for me to wait for the next cohort or to invite people to the next cohort. You know? yeah. so, yeah, it's, it's, it has to do all, uh, with what you put into it. Taking the course, is it's not a spa. It's a gym. If you're not ready for it, if you don't put in the effort, it's going to do nothing for you. And reaching the right people is, is step one. And, and indeed, uh, about the cohort you spoke about, uh, having the right people to hold you accountable and seeing their progress is, is hugely inspiring. I love the, the exercise about uh, the core values. I thought... Uh, uh, hearing other people talk about it really resonated with me. What what is important? Okay. Um, what else about about choosing? Let's let's di- di- dive a little bit deeper because when when is it? Um, when when do you think um, you are fooling yourself? How big can aspirations be? I think it. Aim for the stars, worst case you hit the moon, you know? Yeah, I think this kind of really states it. Like, aim big, just go big, you know, in terms of, like, how much money you want to make, how much uh, impact you want to have, just go big, you know? Like, you can, like, 
look into the business that, that you're building. How much potential is there? How, how big can this go? And this is something you want to pursue or not? Is it worth your time? Because we all have a limited time on this planet in this life. So why not choose something that's close to your heart? Why not choose something that can become really big? You know, otherwise go big or go home. Yeah, I, I hear you say two things. One is that dreams that you actually uh, are energized by, that you have the, the, the stamina to fulfill them and they suit your skills. And the other thing is make them lively. Potentially collect pictures of, of what you want. I had a friend who put in a mood board, a house that he wanted to live in. And subconsciously, <laughs> he picked a house that a couple of years later he bought. So he, he must have seen it already. Uh, are you, are you talking about me? Because the same happened okay? to me. Like in 2014, I did a, I created a vision board. And all these things became a reality. The house looks very close to the house that I had on this vision board. Even though my wife picked it, I had nothing to do with it, but it just like happened. Yeah. I had a picture of Richard Branson on there because I like them. And now I ended up having lots of businesses similar to, to him. Not the scale of his businesses, but still having lots of businesses. And like yeah. all the other things just became a reality that I put on there, which is interesting. Yeah. So I think what happened to my friend is that once he saw a place that he really liked, he drove by it once in a while. And at one point he saw the owner come out to put the garbage out. And because he was so in touch with what he wanted, he engaged in the conversation and he was invited to come back and he took his kids and they loved the place. And he said, yeah, um, this is not for me anymore. Uh, my kids have moved out. So he was willing to let go of the house. So by creating this path in your mind, things happen. If you sit under a tree, nothing is going to happen. Yeah. Yes, you have to kind of going back to the a previous episode. One thing was creating, you have to create your future. Yeah. Like in, an architect visualizes how the house will look and then it kind of works backwards and what are the steps that have to be put in in order I, to achieve this. I'm over 50 and I still have trouble in finding and making time to do enough of that work. Mm -hmm. So if I don't do it, I'm working on the wrong things. If I do it, if I make time for myself to think on what I want and what I want in my business, I still have this little voice in, in me I, and I cannot put it down. I can rationalize about it and I can talk to anybody and have a really compelling story what I'm doing. But sometimes this little feeling is still there and that bugs me. Do you feel the same? You, you know, I always felt bad going to the gym because I thought I could be in the office working. But later realizing that it's so important for me to take care of myself. It's so important. Even like going for a run. I have so much work to do, but like going on this run, I, I clear up my mind and I grind through things, business problems or whatever. And I just need this to be on my A-game. And I'll be a much better entrepreneur. I'll make much better decisions if I do this. Same with like taking time for planning, even doing an offsite with your team. Like, oh, we could be in the office working. But no, it's important that we sit down and figure out what do we really want, what's working, what's not working, so we can make the right decisions like how a woodworker says like you know measure twice cut once right. so you can be like very effective working on the wrong thing so i think it's right. like uber important especially for your life yeah. it's hard work but if you don't sit down and really figure out what you personally want what makes you happy you risk living a life you don't want 
a lot of people they have in their agenda they time when they meet with their staff they have time when they go to the gym they have time for everything but they don't put in this time on a regular basis and which is actually a shame somehow a quote pops into my mind is about a guy asking a monk how much he should meditate and the monk says well an hour a day but he says but i'm really really busy then the monk says, then you two hours. Meditate two hours. <laughs> You've heard that one before. But there's a sense of truth in this perspective as well. I think it's from Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. The example of sharpening the saw. There's this guy yeah. who has to cut down an alleyway of trees and it yeah. has a dull saw. And somebody walks past him and says, like, hey, man, you should maybe sharpen your saw. Right. And he says, like, dude, I have so much work to do. I don't have time for that. Yeah. So I think it's... I have a similar image about in medieval times, archers are shooting. They're really busy fighting each other with bows and arrows. And then the guy comes up with a machine gun and nobody wants to talk to the guy because they're too busy shooting with bow and arrow. <laughs> it's all the same thing. Yeah. Popular and tragically a well-known topic. I think on that that's point, a wrap. that's a wrap. Thanks for this episode again. Really enjoyed it. Likewise. Look at the other ones and hope to see you back real soon. 